Hello and welcome to Beneath the Staircase. We are your beguiling hosts, Kelly. Hey, and I'm Kelly too. Two crazy ladies who love nothing more than to talk ghosts and everything paranormal. Join us, won't you? And now for the paranormal news. A paranormal team investigated the Mullinger Art Center, which is located in Ireland. The group had a few instances of activity throughout the night, including seeing shadows, and one member of the team was actually pushed. Later in the night, a piece of equipment caught something very interesting on camera. They had a motion sensor pointing towards the seats in the theater and picked up movement coming from the front row. Their equipment translates this movement into a stick figure on the screen. There's a video shared in the article, which we'll post on our website, that you can look at for yourself. There's no one sitting there, but you can look at the screen and clearly see someone is fidgeting in the front row. Next, they put one of their team members beside the figure to show how the equipment picks up movement, yet still only one form is visible to the naked eye. Check it out for yourself and let us know what you think. Okay, Cal, after last week, we have to do something light. Yes. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're going to talk about angels. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to start with Pastor John Boston. He was a young husband and father who was driving on Airport Road in Columbus, Ohio, in April of 2015, when another Boston, Boston, (laughs) when another car crossed the center line and came barreling toward him. Pastor Boston swerved, missing the oncoming vehicle, but struck a utility pole instead, sending a live transformer crashing onto his car. With the windshield melting and the passenger window folding into the car, John was trapped. As he was desperately trying to get his jammed door open, a man appeared. John says the man removed him from the car and walked him 20 yards away from the vehicle to safety, just before it exploded in flames. Boston says, he said my name is Johnny. The police are almost here and I can't be here when they get here, but you're going to be okay. And then the man was gone. First responders arrived and rushed the pastor to the hospital where he was treated for his minor injuries and questioned him about the mysterious man. Firefighters say that there are some aspects of what happened that defy logic, reason, and science. For example, veteran Columbus firefighters claim that no one should have been able to touch or walk away from a car with a live transformer on top of it, and that even rescuing a person from that type of scenario is extremely complicated. Pastor Boston believes his rescuer had to have been an angel. The experience has dramatically changed his life, and he says that he is more determined than ever to serve his city and help as many people as possible. What do you think, Cal? That's insane. Yeah. That's ins- was there anybody else in the car? Did you say sorry? Was there anything in the car? <clears throat> anybody else in the car? No, just him? it was just no, him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, what do you think about that? Um, I think it's, it's crazy. Um, I think it's possible obviously because i believe in supernatural mm-hmm. but yes. um the fact that the firefighters are saying like you couldn't even touch the car without like no um your hand like melting no. <laughs> you know so it's oh. like how would he have gotten him out and, and then 20 feet away that's not like you know how do you lift somebody right it's like dead weight yeah and then he just vanishes like so They were thinking like, oh, well, maybe he was like, you know, a drifter or, you know, somebody in trouble with the law. So Mm -hmm. he had to disappear real quick. But uh, I don't know if he would just vanish. (laughs) No. 
That one's really interesting. All right, what do you got for us? Okay, so my first one is um, a story that happened to a man by the name of Bruce Van Nada. So he was working as a diesel mechanic when the events of November 16, 2006 would change his life forever. Bruce was nearing the end of a 12-hour workday when his client asked him to look at one more issue before heading home. Bruce agreed and rolled himself under a Peterbilt logging truck. And that's not just a pickup truck, that's a huge truck. Mm. And as Bruce began the task of looking into an oil leak, the truck fell off its jack and mm. crushed Bruce beneath it, oh pressing my God. him into the concrete floor. So the axle was pushing down across the middle of Bruce's body, and he felt blood shoot to the back of his throat <gasps> and saw that the axle, which was now, of course, off his jack, was only an inch off the ground. So you can imagine how compressed his body must have been. Oh, my God. His first reaction was to try to push the impossibly heavy truck off of himself, um, but, of course, he couldn't. And he heard the truck driver, um, his client, call 911, and then he began to fall unconscious just as the first emergency crew arrived. So the next thing Bruce saw was not from his position on the floor, but hovering above the scene. He described this as an out-of-body experience. He was peaceful, did not feel pain or fear. He could see his body beneath the truck with his head sticking out beneath the large chrome bumper. The truck driver was beside Bruce's head, crying and speaking softly to him, but Bruce could hear every word. Wow. So if it wasn't strange enough to be floating above the scene of your own death, mm -hmm. um, Bruce noticed on either side of his head were angels, and he calls them twin angels. They were facing the truck with their backs to Bruce. And I'll read you the description because there's really no other way, and it's okay. right from right from his mouth. So he goes, or he says, the, tr the driver of the truck is over six feet tall, yet the heads of these angels were at least a foot and a half taller than his head. If they would, if they would have been standing up, I think they would have been close to eight feet tall. Wow. They had very broad shoulders and looked to be extremely muscular. There were no wings. Each angel had positioned his arms under the truck and angled towards my body. The angels had ringlets of long blonde hair that fell at least halfway down their backs. They were wearing white or ivory robes. It was hard to tell the exact color because of the yellowish light surrounding each angel. They seemed to be glowing. I also noticed that the robe fabric was very unusual. It was woven material, but the thread size was very large, like miniature rope. It appeared to be very strong and durable. The angels never moved. They were steady as statues. I couldn't see their faces because my view was from behind them. But what I could see, they were identical in appearance. Hmm. So the next thing Bruce knows is that he's back in his own body. And a redheaded emergency worker um, was above him, holding his head, touching his cheeks. He closed his eyes again and immediately fell back into a world where he felt no pain. And he heard a voice telling him to give up, to give in to it. That wasn't the only voice he heard. He heard a weaker, softer voice telling him that he needed to fight if he wanted to make it, if he wanted to live, and that the fight wasn't going to be easy. He described these voices as a volleyball between the devil and God. Huh. So in the end... <laughs> Bruce decides he's going to fight and ends up recovering from broken ribs, crushed organs, and five major arteries severed. Oh, my God. That, that's a lot. And at the time, studies showed that there had never been anyone to survive those kind of injuries to five arteries. And Bruce believes that the angels were there, somehow preventing him from bleeding out completely that day. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So were the angels like holding up the 
the truck. So that's what I thought bit. at first, but um, I went to a different couple places, and there's different. Um, he describes the story to different, you know, um, news places. Yeah. And the, the first one I read, I thought that he they were holding up the bumper of the truck. But another interview with him, which maybe we can find a way to put it on our website, it was he thought that they were holding him down, kind of compressing him so that he wouldn't bleed out mm. all the way. Um, yeah, because it, the truck almost cut him in half. He broke oh his gosh. back, and yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah, he should have. He should not have made it that day. He, the doctor said that he shouldn't live more than a few hours, but somehow he did. Wow, that's mm-hmm. a good one, Cal. Thank you. Okay. What do you have next? Okay, so next up is Chelsea Banton. She was born prematurely and developed several health problems throughout her short life. Doctors did not expect her to make it to her teenage years, and at just 14 years of age, her health began to drastically decline. Chelsea's kidneys began to shut down as she developed a severe infection in her body, which then led to pneumonia. The doctors didn't think she would live longer than a week at this rate. Her mother, Colleen, had to make the decision to take Chelsea off life support. As her family gathered around her to say goodbye, an odd sight appeared on one of the hospital security cameras. A few nurses watching the monitor noticed a bright light just outside of Chelsea's room. They rushed to the room to see if they could get a view of the apparition, but they found no light anomalies. As soon as the angel appeared, Chelsea began to calm and was able to breathe without life support. And not only that, she began to heal and recover more rapidly than the doctors or nurses had ever seen or could even explain. Chelsea went on to live another eight years defying the medical odds, making it to the age of 22 when she passed. Mm-hmm. We will post the footage to the website so you can take a look for yourself. And it's pretty, it's pretty cool. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of pictures. Um, some pictures were taken from her mom's phone and then there's mm-hmm. the actual footage from, um, the monitors. And, um, I also have a really cool news clip of, um, one of the nurses talking about it. So oh. we'll have that all up on the website too. Okay, so the last one I'm going to share with you today is kind of different from the first ones we heard. Um, This is the story of a man who is not sure if he saw an angel or a UFO. Ooh, I like the sound of that. (laughs) We keep going back to this. Okay, so Lewis was headed out to work one morning when he went out to his car and saw a young figure crouching beside it. He approached the car and saw it was a young man holding a crowbar. It was obvious that he was trying to break into his car, and Lewis told the young man that he was going to call 911, and the young man was basically like, do it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> do it. No respect. And How dare so you. Lewis- <laughs> do it, you old man. <laughs> so Lewis calls 911, and the thief, for whatever reason, waited around a few minutes, kind of like a standoff situation, and Lewis was ready to fight him, you know, because he, if he made a move, he was holding a crowbar. Oh. When Lewis looked up and he saw three clouds lined up in the sky just above where they were standing. The next thing he knows, a shiny metallic object began to descend from the first cloud and then entered the second. The young man noticed that Lewis was distracted and in some sort of trance and took the chance to run. Next thing he knows, the object comes out of the final cloud and it begins to take shape, and he describes it as follows. There against the richness of the blue sky was a silvery shape that seemed to have arms and legs. It was so beautiful to look at. At the same time, it had appearance of metal. It looked like some kind of ship with a strange design. The best way I can describe it 
It looked like silverware in the design of the stickman children draw. It was huge, moving fast, and made no noise. Bit weird, right? So, (laughs) you want to laugh? (laughs) Go on. So, the metallic figure made a few rolls in the sunlight and slowly started to fade away from view. So, if he hadn't seen this angel, I'm using air quotes or whatever you want to call it, would the boy have run away? Do you think maybe that was a way to change the situation? Um, who knows? But just to totally blur the lines again, <laughs> I looked a bit more into this idea of angels and UFOs combining. And it would seem that people today believe that throughout history, angels and UFOs have been confused. Um, and, you know, objects to us that look like UFOs in classic paintings, for instance, for centuries, historians claim to represent angels. <laughs> Classic typo. I said it out loud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to represent angels. So, what do you think he saw that day, Kelly? Um, I <laughs> I don't know what he saw that day. Um, I'm leaning. Okay. <laughs> um, I would lean more towards UFO mm-hmm. because that's With not arms a- and legs. <laughs> Did he have his glasses on? <laughs> Poor Lewis. Um, I don't know because I have never heard of an angel described in such a manner. But, I mean, I mm-hmm. guess you did do some research and found that, that it's been confused a lot. But, I don't know, the going through the before? clouds and being metallic and kind of disappearing. Doing a barrel roll. Doing, <laughs> doing somersaults. Yeah. Um, I'm going, I'm leaning towards UFO for that one. Yeah. But um I don't know. That whole story is very interesting to me that mm-hmm. there was this, <laughs> this like standoff between them two and yes. like the guy wasn't gonna leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I know. We need more information on that. Did he see what Lewis saw? Yeah, and like but, he, did did he run off because he saw that or like Yeah, for me it sounded like um he saw that <laughs> maybe Lewis looked a bit distracted. And like why was he like what's going on? I don't know I what's don't going know. on with Lewis. I want to know maybe more. Lewis, I want to know looking. so much more about Lewis. I want to know <laughs> his medical history. What's his medical history? Does he wear glasses? Um, does he partake in recreational drugs? Like, I need yeah. to know more. You know, <clears throat> I will find out. I'll find okay. out. <laughs> find out every angle on this story. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, <laughs> today we are talking about the scary stories profile on Twitter, which you can find at the scary story. With over 100,000 followers, this account started in May of 2013, has been posting countless scary stories submitted by fans and haunting images. It's mm-hmm. a great account to scroll if you're in the mood for something Spooky, and we'll post the link onto our website so you can check it out. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about this episode or any episode you've heard, please go to anchor.fm slash beneath the staircase and leave us a voice message. You may be featured on one of our future episodes. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we have. Please join us next week when we discuss more spooky tales of the paranormal. We'll see you beneath the staircase.